This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Loud ass Chris, DJ them jeans. What's really good? Is that loud ass Chris? Oh, you know, just just some uh, just some December gloom. The last moments of gloom happening. How are you feeling? I mean, the weather's been tragic, but it seems to be it, it's sunny over here. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Yeah, I'm just um. You know, we today's the 22nd, but you're gonna be hearing this next week after Christmas, taking the day off. Sorry about that, guys. But you know. I needed to, I needed to unplug from my Ableton self care <laughs> self care Saturdays. I mean, you should be hanging out, yeah, <clears throat> going hiking with your loved ones on Christmas anyway, right? You shouldn't be hiking alone. I mean, <laughs> I guess I I would maybe hike alone. I mean, luckily I did check today. Equinox is opened uh, on Christmas Day, so I have plans. I know. I saw that, and I was like. Christmas Day. I was I was a little upset that I wasn't going to be able to see what it looked like. I bet it's going to be at uh, nine a.m. Nine a.m. won't be busy, but I bet like eleven a.m. will be. the The eleven to two, eleven to two stretch. Is Christmas be doesn't matter. High octane. It doesn't matter anymore. Like when I was a kid, everything shut. You know, it was like everything shut down. It was like the fucking you couldn't you couldn't do anything. You know, the grocery store was closed. Everything. Mm-hmm. Now you can kind of go about your day. If you you know things close a little early, but you can hit the coffee shop. There's some restaurants that are open. Is that the- is that good or bad? Is that better or worse? Or is that are you it's better different on it? No, it's better. It, it means okay. that Chris. <laughs> it, it means that Christmas means less, which is what it I, means I'm, that you, you which is what I'm going for. That's what I'm pushing for. It means that you you haven't won the war against Christmas, but this is a battle. Yes. for Team Black. This is a this is a W for Team for Team Black. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how much further it's going to go, you know, um, but I would love for like a full just a, it's a normal day, mm-hmm. you know, maybe have breakfast with your family if you have to. But then the day continues on. Okay, We all get back to work. We're on the laptop. No more slams laptop shut shut till 2024 memes. <laughs> it could be good. It could be good for us as a society, I think. Okay. So you're going to unplug from Ableton, but you're not actually unplugging when you're in Cabo. <sighs> well, you mean like from Twitter? <laughs> I just mean like when people say they're going to unplug, I think there's obviously varying degrees of that. Of course. And I think most people are full of shit. It, it begs the question for me, at least, was I ever plugged in to begin with? I, I mean, Do I have point. a plug to unplug from, right? But but what does it mean to you? What does unplug mean to you? Because I think some people means I, I they you know delete instagram from their phone for a day and then they lose their mind have to re-download it oh. <laughs> i don't i don't you no, know what no, i mean no. like what is your what is your no vibe? i'm i'm way too afraid of what will happen if i ever deleted social media okay. from my phone that's cuckoo okay. but i think for me i um it might it might not surprise you that i don't have a plan for unplugging okay good um, thank god and i'm this just is, hoping that it'll magically happen and work out this is why we do this um i mean <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be forced i, th- I think honestly if I had to answer this question, gun to my head, it might mean I will I will try to not look at my screens as much as possible, mm-hmm. the least amount of screen time as possible, and usually that means 
you know, just reading a bunch, just mm-hmm. disassociating with a good novel. Well, you need to disassociate from your American Express app. You got to turn those noties off <laughs> while you're at the at the Novu, just so you don't. Okay, let's see. Okay, that's a good tip. You don't need to know. You know what I mean? You don't need to. You don't need to know how many ten dollar lattes are, are hitting the account. Mm-hmm. It's it's better. It's a, it, ignorance is bliss. Uh, that's how Santa would want it. I think. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I've made peace with it. There's no point in doing it if you're not going to do it. And I'm. I know I'm. I will have a fun time and I will be relaxing. And I do look forward to. You know, getting some reading done and just you know reflecting. Hey, dude. Hey, look, bro. It's cool. Carolyn's not listening to this. You you don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't, I mean, what else am I going to do? No, no. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. Catch up on emails. That's what I would. I would love to be catching up on emails. No, that makes that that no. That you have the right attitude. Mm. You often have the right attitude. That's one of your best qualities, actually. Oh, um, there we go. I've yeah. I mean, it's 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 just it's a it's a different time of year. You know, we had to drive last night. It, it was a nice fifty minute drive over to Eagle Rock mm-hmm. for a, a dinner party. That was I had a great time, but I was like, wow, the holidays really suck the fun out of. But I got an update for you um, on. So my car came with Sirius XM subscription. Mm-hmm. I had never really. I mean, I'd used SiriusXM before to to listen to like Howard Stern or something, but we were listening to it last night, and it it rocks. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, and it's like fun. Are you listening to it's, to it's, Andy's? What's it? What's Andy's radio station called? Radio Andy. Radio Andy. No, I was listening <laughs> to John. I listened to. We listened to John Mayer's a little bit, mm-hmm. but then there's several hip hop stations of varying degrees. They're kind of like you want new shit. We got it. You want the shit when you were on Coke. In the club, we got that too. You want the shit when you were middle school? We mm-hmm. got that. You want old school? Do you want gold school? I recently yes, learned exactly. about gold school. Yeah, yeah, gold school. Yeah, yeah. Rock the bells is not on my playlist, but gold school means it was old school when it was good for me. Oh, I thought. Which that- I think that just means Fifty Cent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which is is Fifty Cent old school now? I guess he is. He is. Yeah. Damn, that's I mean, rough. You know, twenty years old. Yeah, that's true. But that record but, came out. But Sirius XM, I, I liked it so much. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to continue th- and pay for the subscription when it when the free one runs out. I, I really liked it. It was nice to get in the car and just listen to music and not mm-hmm. have to think about it and open my apps and and like get scroll. So you finally understand what NTS? <laughs> because I th- I think I, well you yeah just like you understand the the benefit of Sirius XM radio. It could have something to do with decision fatigue and you get in your car and I have to pick something and is my wife going to like this? Is my friend going to like this? Is Chris going to judge me? Oh, when it's you put not on, worth it. I'm just going to listen to classical when or you something you put like on that. Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band radio, you know what I mean? You can't really miss. That, that's the other thing. They only have boomer stations. That's where for, you're wrong, John. There's, there's Pearl Jam. There's, there's the Grateful Dead. There's Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, damn, this is the most boomer ass stations you could possibly have. But that's who subscribes. I like. I, I listen to a little um, Outlaw Country. John Mayer, John Mayer was playing some Johnny Paycheck on his station last night. So it was a. I think that that wow. It's a. I mean, unfortunately, it was followed by Ed Sheeran. Try that in a big time. You can't. You can't. You can't win everything. But yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm serious pilled. It made the drive uh, a little more fun. Okay, beautiful. Maybe one day we'll become serious. Uh, serious creators. Yeah, I would love to have the How Long Gone Serious Radio Station where we just program f- music like Andy, but it's good music <laughs> instead of just Madonna and The Grateful Dead. It could be, it could be, it, there could be a market for that. I mean, you know, more, I mean, market. like we have, we'll have so many episodes 
will have such a large, oh. deep archive like Friends oh. or Frasier. Oh, we'll be able I to see. go how long gone in syndication did you, on Sirius. Did you see that headline about Matthew Perry and, and his OD on ketamine is, is like affecting the ketamine community it was like the, <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah you think ketamine's the one drug where where an overdose affects it negatively fentanyl's like yeah shit happens bro but ketamine everyone's like okay this is bad we need to do something about yeah it. like I, I was like yeah what, what do you mean what what like this is that's bad yeah of course it's bad i was just so i was so confused by the whole thing the way it was worded yeah i mean maybe it's one of those things where I guess people are upset to learn that a party drug that turns you into a brainless zombie could have negative side effects. Maybe. Could kill you. Could kill, could you. Well, a I drug mean, that most people are people too afraid to do because a common side effect is entering a K hole where you're unable to think, speak, or breathe. Yeah, but that doesn't mean death. You know, that's the thing. Death True. De death is when it gets too far. A K-hole is over at some point. Death is forever, Jason. You know that. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, death is Damn, forever. Preach, preach. Death is forever. I might I might be in a bad mood because I watched Trevor Noah's special on Netflix last night. Oh, my God, dude. We watched it, too. It is atro atrocious. <laughs> Him doing the German accent. Like, the German accent, it's worse than my British accent. It's unbelievable. There's a lot, there's a lot of German stuff in there. He, he loves German stuff. He loves... It's weird because I, I think I, I watched it to try and study him and because <laughs> Carolyn was like, why the hell is he so like he's huge he's playing on this huge stage? He's so big. He's so popular. And she's like, what? I just want to watch it just to see what the deal is. And we were both just like fucking shit, bro. Like, I mean, he literally he here? literally qu quit doing a TV show because he can make more money doing stand up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, like that. that's it's so crazy he's so bad it was it's shocking how I, bad it I think is. I, I was trying to look into the crowd and it's a lot of kind of older people like NPR yeah for sure which is fine uh, not necessarily the funniest bunch but I, I think the the material was really speaking to kind of I don't know it's it's an it was an interesting thing because I you hear about comedians like the biggest ones are the ones who are kind of the dumbest lowest common denominator you know the Theo Vons is and mm -hmm. the whatever's hillbilly blue collar comedy all that shit trevor noah is sort of thought of as a smart intellectual mm, yeah well-read person so he doesn't get lumped into that category but the majority of his material is is sort of scholastic in nature but it's focusing on like the sixth grade level history well what it's, it's all about like <laughs> the national anthem and like yeah you know just like stuff that you learn about in like textbooks in middle school what it's not focusing on is humor <laughs> that's the problem is there's not a single joke in the whole thing there's not even i didn't even crack a smile like it's 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 unbelievable i didn't know that he was so um also he was so kind of reliant on doing uh racial accents like white guy black guy irish guy german guy i didn't know that either asian uh, guy like that's that's like half of his whole the meat of his of his act is just doing different voices it's, and it's, it's really don't watch it to me it seemed like it, it must tickle you uh to you know to watch it as maybe a youngster i don't know like, like a nerdy 12 year olds might be like gagging over i this, don't you know no, i mean? don't think that's who it's for i think it's who exactly you think it is like 44 year old liberal 
like live in a city and think they're a little smarter than everyone else. Like that's who watches the Daily Show. Like that's exactly who watches the Daily Show. Like people who are yeah. who are blue as hell and think they're a little smarter than everyone else. That's exactly who the audience is. But shouldn't you know? But that's what I thought. But I'm I'm dubious because the subject matter to me feels so elementary that if I was uh, you know a, a substitute teacher in Minneapolis, I'd be like, okay, this is cool, but. You know, I need something a little bit more heady, no, stimulating, no, intellectual, it, or something like that. No, I think it's like I think they hopefully they get stimulated other places because they're gonna get stimulated by Trevor. That's for sure. <laughs> um, all right, we have a guest today, a uh, friend of the show, and he he's been on before in the early days. Willie Staley, you know him from Twitter.com, maybe his work and writing in the New York Times. Um, he's mm-hmm. he's our skate Twitter correspondent, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, you wanna you wanna talk about parallel parking in the city of brooklyn you got to go through this guy <laughs> this is the number one guy for that this is the number one guy he's for that. who you tap in with he's who you tap in with so we're going to get the full park slope parking report mm-hmm. from him um and you got you guys stay tuned for that i know you're i know you're biting your nails let's give him a call give him a call hey jason we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on you're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance located near you maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose i use zocdoc and you should too go to zocdoc.com slash how long and download zocdoc for free then find and book a top rated doctor today that's z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by nutrafol as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair. With considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long.
All right, Willie, you're coming to us from the tower. This is a this is an iconic New York background. Um, <laughs> Roaches some construction and rats. going on. Just classic, classic stuff. Guys eating tuna fish sandwiches on a on an iron beam. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we've got it all happening. You might even see the automatic blinds here. They're kind of something's moving in the building. <laughs> oh wow! So so you're at you you're at the New York Times building right now in in your office, in a office, in a co co working space. In a office, uh, it's kind of I'm one of the only people on the floor today uh because it is the friday before mm-hmm. uh a little break so i uh i just grabbed the corner office that i think the tv people own okay mm. okay is, is there an eerie vibe in the office being so empty or do you know do you normally yeah it feels eerie wfh i got really i got really used to this in uh in like around 2021 i was here all the time when no one was really back at the office yet so i like Brought a putter, some golf balls, knocked some balls around, made the most of it, you know? And uh, so it kind of brought me back to a period in my life that I only sort of remember because I spoke to so few people. Okay, hold on. So so when you bring uh, a six-pack of Titleist and your putter to the office like a bad boy, are you simply putting a cup down on the floor on its side, or do you have? I, I want to know how you get that thing past security. I know it's tight down there. Or a green? Do you have a green? Like what? How <laughs> serious are you taking it? Is there a sharper image, vintage sharper image putting green piece? Would yeah. be nice. We, Sorry, go ahead. It would be nice. I, I temporarily had a, a, a little green when we worked out of the Time Life Building during the uh, densification years. They moved us out of the Times <laughs> Building into. Time Life uh, uh, Center up by by Rock Rockefeller Center, and uh, we each had our own offices. The editors, which was like you know, hasn't been the case mm. for a really long time. And uh, so that's so money. When I had it, I got myself a little putting green. Um, definitely took a few strokes <laughs> off the game. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, then when we moved back, when we moved back, uh, it it we went back to open plan, and and I think the. What we discovered is like the putting green kind of smelled like it was like off gassing the whole time. Like it was just like mm. it's just pretty unpleasant to have around. And so we got we got rid of it. Uh so I just put there's little vents on the floor, like all around the all around. <laughs> and the center part of the vent is like about the size of a <laughs> golf hole. Good enough. I you know that's like <laughs> That's okay, the so target. Just, so I knocked a few around today, actually. You know, I, I would just love. I'm all. I'm just. I'm just imagining the owner of the New York Times listening to this right now, <laughs> thinking about how his uh, precious overhead and office space during these trying times is being used. Well, we're back. We're back. Now. That's no, no, no offense. Yeah, yeah. No offense. So if AG is listening, you should know that that it's all being put to good use. And you know, maybe I'm on a phone call when I'm knocking the putts around. We we don't know. That's true. So, <laughs> that's true. You keep your Beats Pro on while you're doing your little putts, just in case. I, I took a lot of phone calls in 2021 that way. That was a lot of my life was putting around the office on, on phone calls with writers or whatever. But that sounds fun. I, I, I would want my editors to be shaving strokes off their game as well. It's, it's kind of good for the brand overall, right? When you're closing those deals over on the Manhattan golf course. I think so. You don't want, you don't want an editor who's you don't want an editor who's like a 20 handicap. You yeah, know what no, I mean? That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I only like to work with people who are good at stuff whatever that may be you know what i mean so like if if i was a bad golfer I, like that's embarrassing that would hurt my career you, you know if i if i took I th- up golf, i think you i think you are a bad golfer though. no but i'm saying if yeah. i if i if i promoted myself as a <laughs> golf lover and then willie and i hit the hit the links 
and I'm duffing them all over. You didn't the, have the stroke. I'm duffing them all over the place. My stroke game is weak. Mm-hmm. That would be bad for business. You're in the rough. You're in the wet. You're in the drink. I would. I would understand and respect it. It's that's not that's not that's not bringing golfer or skateboarder mindset to this. There's a lot of things that have really tough learning curves, and <laughs> I respect anyone who you know, loves the. What game. are the relation? What is the relationship between skateboarding and golf? Obviously, there's the famous Eric Costin crossover from our youth. You know, I, I, mean? I think Willie just said the, it's the learning curve is probably the high. Uh, that's probably the key signifier, right? Well, I think I mean. I've given this a lot of thought because there's Costin, but there's like, you know, there's a ton of other cases. Sean Malto, I think like Javier Sarmiento. There's there's a ton of a ton of like a ton of that crossover appeal exists. You have Metalwood, those guys out in LA. I think there's some skate. Oh, I'm for, I'm familiar with their um camo hats that I see on guys I yeah. try to avoid. But otherwise, yeah, no. <laughs> Javier's mid range game is something. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I do think I do think there are similarities though. I think that it, you know, it's you against a kind of constantly changing environment you and your 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 equipment uh and your your stuff and and mm-hmm. and there's i think there's you get punished for hubris as much as for you know wussing out so i i mean you get more tries in in skateboarding than in golf you can hurt yourself in skateboarding mm-hmm. in ways you can in golf but there is there is sort of like uh <laughs> there's there's you need to like find the exact sort of like midline between trying too hard and not trying enough and and trying to get it and it's so so it's like mm-hmm. you can sort of tap into that same part of your brain that's sort of satisfied by uh-huh. finding success right at that midpoint i guess and, and and pushing yourself to go a little further so i do think i mean god i'm being like 10 times more sincere than i thought i would be on this fucking podcast but I do think, no no I do this think- is this is honestly interesting because <laughs> Because I think people think of skateboarding as such like a even still we're gonna it, suck the sincerity out of you. It's so popular, <laughs> but I still think people think of it as like you know like not. The, the, I don't think most people could ever see a through line with golf. Is what is what I'm I guess is what I'm. Oh, saying. totally. I mean, I think it's it's not in it. Look, not everyone finds their way to it that way. I, I but I but there is there are more than than you would think. I think more. Well, do you do you just like drinking canned beer or do you really love the sport of golf? No, I really I really love playing golf. Okay. I don't even I probably won't even I might have one beer at the turn. I'm not a guy who goes out to like avoid his wife and and drink a Well, I don't know about uh, that. Your two your your two hobbies are it sounds like standing around a parking lot with a bunch of dudes or four hours on some grass with a bunch of dudes. So it sounds like you are trying to avoid your family. It's <laughs> that's not, uh, no, 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 that's not true. I, I and I, <laughs> and that's not true. I do think that I. I, I think as a, as a family man with a career, you need to proactively find time to politic with your bros, right? That's true. It's not something that happens organically like it did in our earlier days on the Embarcadero or wherever it was, really. <laughs> You have to sit down with a piece of paper and schedule it out. That's, I'm going to go hit this curb sesh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hit the back nine, whatever it may be. That's exactly right. I mean, sk- skateboarding slots into a, to a, to a New York City dweller's life much more easily than golf. Golf is, I mean, really like a round of golf can take upwards of like, it can take like six hours in New York. With the commute. Well, I would well, love no, to see you. Well, no, that's on the course. Like the, the, it's so slow. The, courses are so clogged there it's just like it's oh yeah. yeah you get stuck behind a couple grannies and oh. we're sitting around looking at our watches we're sitting around looking at our funky cartiers all day it's tough the okay so the <laughs> but uh, you know what i love seeing and one of the great joys of living in manhattan is is the kind of the guy that's carrying the golf clubs to like the train yeah you know and he's got yeah. the full he's got the titleist hat on he's got the fucking 
the flexible chinos he's ready to to smash some <laughs> and it just looks so out of place every time i see he's it. heading up to connecticut yeah it's just like you gotta have a car is, is that more out of place than the than the surfboard on the train though which one is more out of place chris that's a good question they're kind of in a similar league I think. yeah i mean uh, obviously surfing is cooler so it's there's that no offense, Willie, but you would agree. No, no, there's. It's obviously that's indisputable. You, <laughs> you would agree. I just, I guess it's just fun to see, especially when the guys do the thing where they they add the second strap to the golf bag, so it's a cross yeah. chest yeah. X to help support their lower back. And I want to call them pussies because mm -hmm. obviously that's not cool. You're carrying 14 clubs. You're getting off the top of the one train, walking all the way to Van Cortland. Then you're walking 18 on top of that. You're going to want to even out, I think, the weight distance. Slow down, Eric Adams. I don't know all these words, all right? <laughs> first of all, first of all, Willie, if you're playing for real, you obviously have a caddy. So I don't know what the big deal is. Or, or you're at least... <laughs> no. I, don't I don't know what you think happens on a municipal golf course, but it's, it's, well, it's not I mean, that. As a, I'm more of a country Ca club caddies, guy. Caddies are kind of unusual in general, Chris. That's not that's even absolutely on a not true. That They're not uncommon on in a lot maybe, of... Maybe you southern sloths no, might Willie, want to pick tell, it up. No, tell him. They're very common at nice courses, at, at, a, at a free public course. I mean, at the like, highest end... Yeah, I mean, people people may do that. I have I have a lot of friends who are golfing at high end golf courses, and none of them use a caddy. Yeah, not using one and not having one available to you are two different things. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, you could say that about anything. Well, caddies changed. From what I can tell, caddies are what really can make the difference because you only know so much. You need someone to confer with about the break, the wind. Right. It seems like I mean I've seen some golfing documentaries, and it seems like the caddy is the closest person to the to the golfer this guy watches one netflix doc he knows he knows everything he's a real john daly huh willie am i am his historically the the caddy is an important part of a champion's game i i, I believe that's true i really i'm not very conversant <laughs> like how pro golf really works but yeah sure i i, I you want to talk about pros sure that's one thing that's like talking about power lifting and going to equinox you know they're two different things Chris. It's, it's no i agree well i think that the thing not everyone can afford a trainer like you the thing I learned about golf from watching shows about it is that the um, the guys the guy it's they're more in shape than I thought they were or they used to be. Like these guys were in the fucking lab, like they were a professional football player, just like skating. Yeah, and it's it that that is a nice crossover. Swag. It's true, Jason. Speaking of skateboarding, Willie, I, we were talking about a tweet that you tweeted uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know the one. I know the one. Um, buckle up. And, and I think the question that I was asking for, for our listeners who don't know, you posted a video of a, of a guy attempting a trick and it showed him fall, fail, bail, biff, slam, whatever you want to call it. How would you call it, by the way? What, what word would you I use? I mean, there was, it was a mix. So it was, it was Tom Knox, um, this British skater, and there's a clip of him doing, I think it was one of the enders of his, his most recent part. And it was, uh, it was uh, an ender. It was a hippie jump over a rail so like his board stays on the ground he has his feet in the center of the board and jumps over the thing and lands back on it mm -hmm. and then like maybe five six feet later he always like i don't know 12 13 stairs or, or something yeah, he has to quickly land back on a board with the perfect footing to yeah. ollie a, a gnarly set of stairs yeah and... with like a crack at the bottom and you know and so he oh there was a crack he keeps like he keeps either he maybe he like bails off the hippie jump or he lands it and he sees he only has a second to decide whether he's even going to try and go at the stair set. Not even a second. I mean, I mean mm -hmm. less. And so you, yeah. yeah. And so you were, you were. I listened to this segment, uh, and Jason, you had the complete wrong attitude about this. Chris was. I, I feel like I, 
I told you as much on Instagram that Chris had it. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm more of a friend to the skateboarding community, which is weird because Jason grew up in Huntington Beach, a mecca yeah. for for our four wheeled friends. Well, the question that I was asking has nothing to do with one's relation to ship to skateboarding. Uh, it's more about editing and filmmaking. Mm-hmm. The question that I ask, and only one question: All right, Spike how many Jones, calm down. Failed at how many failed attempts do you show before making the trick is too many? Obviously, at a certain point, if you, if you, if the guy falls three hundred and eighty times, the video takes eight and a half hours for him to do it. You're going to say, okay, that's too many times. But is there a a general number? Obviously, every trick is different. Every spot is more dangerous and treacherous than the other one. But at a certain point, you have to agree you have shown enough failed attempts that I get the point. This is hard to do. And at a certain point, is the attention lost? Have you Are you hurting the fact where you're like, obviously, he's going to land this trick and it's going to be cool and his friends are going to take a board and go like this. <laughs> woo, woo, and his friend's going to dap him up and then... You know what's going to happen. You know he's going to land the trick. So why do I just show him fall 10 times instead of 38? So, That's all I'm saying. All right. So, I mean, there's two two things to to address here. I mean, one is that that clip you're watching is not in the edit of the video in question. So that was like, it was a special thing. I think Thrasher put on Twitter just as a little, a little oh, video. For the heads. Uh, it, was, it was a for the heads moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it for was, people who want to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. And the, the Thrasher is a thing called my war that, I mean, this I is talked like, about, yeah. I talked about this. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, remember the yeah, name of it, right. but I've watched a lot of them. I really like it. It's incredible. And it, it's a great little video series. Um, and this guy, they, they they anyway they 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 track guys who were trying a trick over the course of years or months or whatever and they return to the spot return to the spot return to the spot that can be pretty long but the whole point of it is to show how how much goes into something you see in the middle of an edit for like 10 seconds if mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. okay in the edit you get maybe like two to three bales i guess i i don't know okay. no more but the, this this tom knox video i thought it was and this is what i said on twitter i thought it was great because Tom Knox, the way he skates, he's a Londoner. London's not exactly like if you put like Los Angeles at one end of the spectrum of skateability, like London would be like way far mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. here. Right? Cobblestones, mud, rain, puddles. Yeah. In the yeah, the weather's bad and whatever. It's just like there's just a million reasons why it's tough. Paris isn't even like that. You know, there's European capitals that are great for skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, so so anyway, London's terrible for it. And he he like finds ways to challenge himself in the environment. So sometimes it, I think his skating can shade a little bit, almost like kind of weird to watch this year. It did in particular where you're like, I get that that was really hard, but like, I didn't even see what went into it. And it's just so weird. The thing he's doing or the thing he's trying to skate mm-hmm. that, that hippie jump to Ollie was like, really just, uh, I, like you see it in the video and it, it is impressive obviously, but it was like, it really like the number of different bales and the different ways he had to bail did clarify just how insane it was. So I found it found it very uh Yeah, okay. okay. Actually. I mean, just as a person who who edits mm-hmm. for a living, uh-huh. you know, these are these are the philosophical questions that enter my mind when I'm watching something like that. You know what I mean? It can yeah, I mean, look, sure. anything can go on for too long. I but knowing that that wasn't in the official video that makes a little more sense oh you mean me jason i meant you editing the podcast yeah i mean i wouldn't put that many i wouldn't I, we don't put bales in the articles you know that's the whole idea <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a sick editor, bro. He takes out all my bails. <laughs> it's so sick. There's no slams in my story this week. I do take out all of his bails. <laughs> but it's important to leave one or two in to keep it natural, you know? Otherwise, people, it'll have too much of a sheen and polish to it. Like an Amish quilt, kind of, yeah. Exactly, yes. Um, I, I, I wanted to pull up a couple tweets of yours since you are a uh, tweet master. <laughs> oh, no. So this one... Because I, I, we're both huge fans of your Twitter. This is not, this is not a roasting or a skewering. Don't worry. Okay. Um, you have thought-provoking tweets. The things that that it do that it do to our minds. Okay, it's true that none of your Instagram followers want to sublet your apartment for a week. But if there was a searchable platform that could connect people who have temporarily available housing in New York with people looking to visit New York, I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and I was asking you. I, and I wanted to know, I mean, obviously I read that in a sarcastic tone and this tweet could be sarcastic. My mind is wondering, uh-huh. are you alluding to the obvious app known as Airbnb where you can conduct this business <laughs> separate from Twitter? Or is this a general plea or desire to create a newer, better, more specific app for this specific type of Greenpoint subletting? You know, can you watch my cat for four hours while I go to the the dentist or something, you know? Now you live in because you live in Highland Park or whatever. You don't know about this, but in in New York, Glendale, Glendale. Sorry, sorry. And I have been to New York. <laughs> it's the Armenian Highland Park. <laughs> so, just so you understand. Got it. Got it. Okay. It's very nice. It, it's, um, <laughs> so in New York City, there's a couple a couple things have happened with with both short term rentals and and the hotel market that have been kind of disastrous they basically made airbnb like all but illegal in the city thank god ban it ban it put him in jail lock him up okay at the same time uh, there's an old de blasio era regulation to um to like make every single hotel new hotel has to go before the community board that was sort of like a thing the hotel workers union lobbied for and i was wondering how long it was going to take for take you to bring up a union but go ahead (laughs) I'm a union man, all right. So, but this is that is that is the reality of the situation here. And so, none of this is making the final cut. None of this is making the final cut. <laughs> these two things, um, these these two things happened. Sort of came online kind of simultaneously. And so now there's no there's no Airbnbs and hotel rooms are like nine hundred dollars a night. Like it just it, yeah yeah. It seems like it'll be cool, like temporarily getting like dinner reservations around the holidays or something <laughs> they, uh, things like that will be easier mm-hmm. uh to in the short term. but i do think in the long term uh making it so that it's impossible to do tourism in new york city could wind up having some negative is bad okay that could that could be so this could- this was a this was a genuine plea for a new novel system because you see a hole in the market for it and new york has famously been a a real uh, us versus them the the locals hate the tourists and oh don't go over yeah. don't go to you know that part of town that's where all that's mm-hmm. blah 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 tourist trap but also new yorkers realize that they need that influx of tourism for for money but, but, and business but right airbnb never really worked in new york is the is the reality like it like it existed but every time 
in its heyday when people would do it, it would be like a full scam. Like, really? oh, I, I, the shower was in the toilet. The toilet was in the shower and it was like actually, you know, it's like every picture is on point five. You're, you're actually renting a room in an apartment, not the apartment. It just, Airbnb only works if you're spending over a thousand dollars a night in Europe or Palm Springs. That's the only <laughs> way it works. Everything else, it's a fucking dump. And, and we make- haven't even got to the toilet cams yet, Willie. What do you think about toilet cams? He's a fan. Toilet cams? People have cameras and toilets at Airbnbs? Don't play dumb with me. Yeah, the kind of Airbnbs that you're staying at if you're spending 200 bucks. That's what happens. They, you, you, they're going to get so. a pound of flesh somehow. They're gonna- I was going to say, I've had, some good, I've had some good affordable Airbnb experiences <laughs> still in the last... It's going to cost. Well, the real, I, I think the real beef with Make Airbnb- sure you get a wax before you check yeah, into your next one. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. The, the, I think the real issue with Airbnb is that the, the owners began to demand a level of cleaning that made that's, it that's, that's un, not fun it was basically yeah. like, well no i'm not i could stay in a hotel for the same price and and have room service and the bed made up every day why the fuck i'm not taking out the trash that's your job yeah yeah and then there's a cleaning fee on top of it i mean that that stuff is obviously obviously outrageous and you should probably just i bet if you just hotel the place to clean you know it probably ends up being okay we only stay at hotels where I, I will ne- I, I might never stay at an airbnb again i might never i just <laughs> it's a hotel I, and restaurant podcast but it's i just like, it is but i just hate <laughs> the idea of having to meet, and airport <laughs> and airport and the, the idea of having to meet a stranger to like talk about how to take care of their house it's like i mean nightmare nightmare you typically don't do that you go you punch in a little key card well now now you do but back in the early settler days you would have to like <laughs> yeah you to someone back when lyft had a mustache you know what i mean brothers exactly 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 my, back my in the wife day. and i stayed at, at an airbnb like cottage in montana once and like the guy wasn't around we checked in and then he pulled up like pretty drunk and had like a <laughs> was open carrying and we like had to talk to him for quite a while <laughs> The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language, and I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. As someone who comes from an open carry state, you have nothing to worry about. That's just a guy exercising his rights. Uh-huh. It's nothing. He's not looking to harm anybody. He's just hey, you don't to- hurt me. I don't hurt you. He's like a cougar nearly killed my son or something. He had the, all the <laughs> shit to say, and it was it was interesting. So he had to kill coyotes on his land, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, cougar, cougars. Do you have okay? So do you have? Uh, I guess there's a, that that couch surfing app, which is sort of a little grassrootsy still. And it removes some of those cleaning fees and things like that. But have you put any thought into 
what this service or app might be. We have yeah. a lot of um, like I said, angel investors listening right now. I'm not asking you to pitch right now. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 God, I'm missing an opportunity. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. No, I, I don't. Like I said, I was doing a ironic bit about Airbnb and this discourse. And now, well, now, oh, yeah. you're fu- now you're fucked. Now the pressure's on. Come, sim- I need a deck on my desk Monday, <laughs> and then we're going to have a few pre-seed meetings with some of my guys. I just don't want to lose steam on this thing right now, Willie. <laughs> well, the other thing that exists in New York <laughs> is Listings Project, which is... It, that's right. People use that, but that's like... But there will be like four apartments a week, and then they... No, it's get, big now. That's the thing. It's, it's like a lot now? more. Yeah, but it's still like... My three bedroom open concept in Red Hook, you know, it's like no one, no one wants to live there. You know, no one wants to live there. Even though it has a pottery wheel, I'm, I'm still good. Red Hook's all right, dude. I guess you don't, you don't really cross the bridge much. Red Hook is not all right. It's the middle of fucking nowhere. It's not. It's like it's Gowanus. It's like I don't need to ever go to those places, and you know that. You, you don't need to go there. Either. You, you don't need to go there. And unless, unless you host a scripted podcast, there's no reason to spend any time in those cities, right? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you go to Red Hook for the burger at the Red Hook Tavern? Be honest. Um, that's one. That is one reason I've been to Red Hook. <laughs> I, have, I have a close friend lives in Red Hook. Um. Sonny's Bar, which I actually really only like in theory and not in practice. Okay. But there's Sonny's. I've heard of this, but how good is this burger at Red Hook Tavern? Because I have heard lore. It's it's quite good. It's like it's it's a very it's a very if you're if you're gonna spend thirty dollars on a burger, you might as well do it. What there. kind of burger are we talking about? Classic smash. Thirty dollars. Does it take the trash out when it's done? What do they give you for thirty? <laughs> This sounds like an Airbnb cleaning fee, Willie. I think it's I think it's like it's like twenty eight or twenty nine bucks, but it's like it's like a and you gotta tip them. It's a mm-hmm. thick, it's a thick burger. It's a th- okay. It's, it's thick. Yeah, yeah. It's got like just a bunch of raw onion on it, maybe under it. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like house made cheese situation. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. simple. Okay, so so the patty speaks for itself on this Red Hook burger. I'd like to give it a try. It's good. It's, it's good. Go there with some friends. You have two martinis. You have a cheeseburger. You leave and happy. You go to Sonny's bar and you say, I, I think I like this place. And you don't actually have a good time. That's mm-hmm. a good night out in Red I like, okay, so <laughs> night, the night in Red Hook sounds great, except for the hour to and from to get there. That's the only issue I have is the commute. I could be in Connecticut. That's, that's a new problem. I guess, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not that long. In a, you know, you pull up the app, car, 12 minutes, maybe. <laughs> Oh, I thought I thought you. So you're not driving the VW over there and getting kind of no. parking because you're you're having a couple with the boys. This is not. Yeah, I'm having I'm having a couple drinks and out for dinner. I'm, I'm the VW stays at home, and, and that's you know, precautions and 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 other legal concerns aside, the parking would just be would <laughs> be a fucking nightmare. Sure. It's more of a parking issue. It's not no, drunk I, driving. I you have no clear. problem with, and I understand. I don't either. I don't either. If we if let we me set, be clear. if we were to set those aside, which I wouldn't, then the parking would. <laughs> would preclude the possibility yeah so. i mean getting, getting okay. a dui in in new york that just feels you have to you have to, you have to try i do think you would have to <laughs> yeah that actually is funny you have to plow into six parked getting cars a, a dui here in california to ride a passage yeah <laughs> i was part of culture for a, for a parking spot by my house the other day and just i was in like across a quadruple yellow line and like did a three-point turn in the middle of like a slightly busy street and as i was turning around like doing the reverse part of the turn I saw just a cop car right there. Like I was doing it right in front of them. And it didn't even like 
you know, flash me or anything to be like, you you know, I can get you in trouble for this. They just waited patiently for me to, to look in, in, in New York City, unless you're a unless you're a, a poor child trying to jump a turnstile the cops aren't aren't doing they're not doing much they're, they don't they really they don't give a shit they don't really give a shit it's hard enough yeah yeah they they only want to police those who don't need to be policed is the is the issue they're experiencing millennial burnout i think at at one pp big way they well i read i mean i brought that up because i read that they spent 180 million dollars on like policing the subway this year or something and it was like up by like it was like a percentage that I can't name the amount it went up this this year mm-hmm. and it, it just seemed really egregious. Yeah, I mean you see them around the things they seem they like to look at their phones a little bit kind of like we all do on the subway when when we're standing around this platform mm. but uh it's a little different it's a little different when you got a gun on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you couldn't you can't look at your phone when you're like waiting tables, you know like Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're waiting tables your manager will swing by and give you the old if you, you can lean you can clean kind of talk. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh you have a gun yeah and the power to uh to use it and to put people in jail you can kind of you can kind of kick it on the phone you, for- you can ruin my life while you're on tinder it's, it's crazy yeah. that that's absolutely crazy you could put me in jail, jail i've always for wondered life. about the possibility of of cop twitter um which would be like if there's their own Ooh. If they have their own what if, world what if cops yeah they probably have a they probably have a great nypd slack channel that's super active i'm sure <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. it's called Truth Social. It's uh, <laughs> it's very. <laughs> um, well, speaking of um, of parking, mm-hmm. the the parking spot. Did you drive your car to the office right now? No, just, I'm in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. I took the subway. Okay, so the parking. So your car your car is parked in front of your house right now. Um, it's I actually find I found a spot. I repatriated it to the block. Uh, last night I found a spot on the block. Okay. That's big. And how 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 would you rate this parking spot on a scale of one to ten compared to <laughs> where you normally park on a normal basis? This is like a nine and only not a ten because uh, I it's right where my car was last or where first I should say vandalized by by a lunatic person. So I uh, there's some there's some bad memories associated with this parking spot. Okay. Okay. So it's it's parking PTSD, but you're able to power through because it's such a prime locale. It's, that that's exactly right. It's right on the corner. You were gaslit by this person who vandalized your car, yet you still keep coming back for more trauma. I just think that's interesting. I, I have no, I have no choice, you know. <laughs> what kind of what kind of vandalization were you doing? They put a little shit under your door handles like graffiti. No, um it was like it looked like they took a screwdriver kind of the driver's side panel like going at the lock maybe but not in any sort of fashion your your car was stabbed with a screwdriver and then and then maybe like whipped it with a bike chain or something on top like there's some there's some damage to the top panel and the the windshield but okay they they beat the jetta like it owes him money is what (laughs) you're saying (laughs) the jetta talked back and got got is what it sounds like to me the jetta's mouthing okay so you're parked in a triggering parking spot despite all of that it's still a nine out of ten how long will you leave the car park there because it is such a good spot well that's Another great question. They had a whole Seinfeld episode about this. So it's a, it's a Tuesday spot um, for alternate side. So that means I missed the holiday alternate side. Right? There are Monday spots across the street. Mm-hmm. That's another reason it's not a 10 out of 10. It would be a 10 out of 10 if I had a Monday across the street. But I have a Tuesday. That's like your parlay hitting. <laughs> I have one of the hardest <laughs> blocks to park on in, possibly in America. Because you can't leave it 
the ASP move is that you leave it like just part double parked and you can come back to it after they clean the street. But oh. for my block, a bus route goes down it for one block. So you can't, you can't double park. So you've got to go find another spot and to, to circle the block. There's five lights. I won't explain why, cause it will narrow down where I live, <laughs> but I, there's, there's five lights to circle the block uh, to get back. So if, if I see a spot open up, it's like fucking, it could be like 10 minutes to get back around. So you have to put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, it's it's really it's really one of the, it, my kids kind of here and parking, moving the car is like kind can of ask, right around. Can I ask a question? Is this kind of your thing or does your wife participate as well? My wife, that's, a, that's another great question. <laughs> uh, my, my wife does not, does not participate very much in the car. That would be, I can't ask, I couldn't possibly ask her to. I think that it would be, I, I have it would just be it's just there there are lines in every relationship you know and and i think like we have to mm -hmm. we just have to we just have to understand and respect this okay so okay. she's like your, your your things are are parking the car playing golf and skateboarding and she has her things and you guys that you you're able to live a, a, a life that way mm -hmm. is there a situation where maybe we could hire a hypnotist to get you to get rid of the car What's it going to take? <laughs> is there a way that we can free yourself from the shackles of the Passat wagon? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a Jetta. Um, I just want to be clear about okay. it. the, the smaller sedan. Um, and okay. I... Uh, you could have lied to him. Passat's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a car you look at and you think, wow, that guy, that guy is impressive and must, must have a nice life. Mm -hmm. You look at it and say... Yeah. That's been vandalized a few times. Um, it's not screaming corner office. This this guy definitely does not putt. Yeah, at at work. So I mean, I I the thing is, I need the car. But do you? But do you need it? Is this is this a dad excuse? Do you need it for work? Do you have to deliver the paper yourself, or do you just edit it? <laughs> so we, uh, I use it to, for example, go to the beach with my family in the warm months to go to go. Mm -hmm. on, on upstate vacations with yeah. with my with my family to visit family that live in the east which we which we have some of um i use it to go to the golf course but also to the, the grocery store almost every week and i take my kid there so okay look you're I, making a good case but i also <laughs> feel like i feel like this car without this car you wouldn't recognize yourself and mm -hmm. i think that's the real issue <laughs> my friends of my friends of mine have made I've made similar arguments. So you guys are getting close to <laughs> to something here, which is that because the, the I at least that I should have a different car. I think that they 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 believe the Jetta, I am chained to the Jetta in an unhealthy way, and that I love it, despite the fact that it, there are obvious problems. They they think changing the make and model will fix these problems. I don't I don't see the correlation. There. I don't either. You guys this you guys don't know enough about the car and sort of the, the car claw car problems that I've had. How long have you, how long have you had this car? It's I'm assuming it's paid off because it's a jalopy. <laughs> it's, it's paid off. Okay. Okay. So it's, I, let, I got in uh, 2017. I got it uh, off this lot in, uh, in Greenpoint um, <laughs> cash yeah. out the oh, door. Damn. Okay. Big baller. Mm -hmm. Well, it was, it was not, it was not very expensive. Um, and uh, it <laughs> Had quite a few miles on it, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> you know, and I've been learning a lot about. Doesn't drive great. Yeah, you know, how you, you know, <laughs> no, just, 
Zen, Zen and the art of, of Jetta what, maintenance. What is, is that kind of your I learned about my car like five years into having it um, was that <laughs> my wife is like digging around the center like armrest thing, uh, trying to figure out like the Bluetooth, which I'd never really managed to work out. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you know, it has like a center. It has like a JVX thing in the middle that's like custom, like that like lights up and does all sorts of stupid shit. Anyway, okay. she she pulled back the rubber mat at the bottom of this thing and discovered that the previous owner had carved like a stash spot in the, the center <laughs> armrest. Oh. I don't know what was happening with this car before, but nefarious it, activity. The jet is hot. It's had some it's had some. They they kept some bricks in the center, or is it a small? Is it just a little weed? You think maybe could have been like yeah, pills or pills. Maybe I don't know or something. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I had a friend, uh, I had a drug dealer friend who um, he he got into customizing cars for actual like drug runs, like like uh-huh. fully chop shop, and it was one of the most impressive things that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like you pull up in the Nissan Sentra and it's got 10 bricks in it and you, and the, they ain't going to find the it. The dogs don't know it. The Federales don't know it. I watch a lot of to, to catch a smuggler. It's a very high paying. It's a very high paying. Obviously, it's a high paying job. Yeah. It's a specialty. Mm-hmm. This was like he took a bread knife thing. and kind of saw it. <laughs> but, that's what I was okay, Yeah, that's what uh, I, I mean, was so thinking. for, for our Fed listeners, what... um. You know who where are you putting these bricks is it in the what the door panels or i'm not telling like- you yeah i'm not telling you you look like a fed i mean that's that's the reality you could we could look you could be a cop I, I'm, I'm usually the cop on the podcast but today you take you take the yeah the next take- time you're at a hotel throw it on nat geo and you'll see all the hiding spots oh, brother yeah you're yeah yeah blue lives matter <laughs> willie over here is trying to tell me um okay so i also wanted to talk about something you tweeted um about somebody was talking okay. about how they're unable to watch like what is it called when i'm unable to watch a movie or a tv show without the subtitles uh, and this is a kind of mean one yeah. well I, i'm not going to say what you said it's despicable but um <laughs> it, it's something that that has been in sort of the discourse for the last year or so maybe since covid is when people started realizing that i need to watch friends with the subtitles on because I'm also on TikTok and Zillow and Uber Eats at the same time. And it's just like, oh, it's easier for me to watch. And then some time from COVID to now, it's I, I think it's transitioned from it's easier for me to watch to it is nece- it's necessary. Like it's I can't watch a movie or a TV show without the subtitles. So we've, we've shifted from low key liking them to outright needing them. Have you have you noticed the same thing as well? Is there is there any end in sight? Is it going to get worse? When I when I turn on the TV and someone someone's talking on it, I my my brain still processes it like just like I'm just like I'm talking to you here. Okay. No closed captioning. So I don't this is one of these things where 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 25 year old 25 and unders just mystify me. And I, 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 Frank, I have no fucking idea what I said for the record <laughs> of this tweet where this person um, said that they can't actually understand speech without subtitles anymore. I said it's mm-hmm. called aphasia and that you may be having a stroke that just so we just <laughs> what the joke was. No, so because Jason made it sound so cruel. Um, but, but I, I, um, <clears throat> I, I don't under I, I don't understand this because because subtitles would seem to require more attention or yeah like less I would agree. yeah I would agree I don't 
You, I've never, I don't use subtitles. In fact, I try to avoid anything with subtitles. Yeah, um, yeah I if, agree. I, if I can, because well, you're I mean, a patriot, but that's a that's, different. That's partly some, that's partly American pride, but partly because I don't read good. You know, sometimes I want to distance myself from Chris's reasons for not watching. Of course, of course, that goes without <laughs> saying, but it, okay, it, it 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 should be said. I I think that it can often hurt if, especially if you're watching comedy or something. The, the the delivery or the punchline on a joke will be displayed in text before the person has a chance to say the joke mm -hmm. with the perfect nuance and timing that they've been crafting for years. So a lot of times I'll be watching TV and I'll have the top part visible in my mind and I'll mentally block out the, the, the letters. But sometimes, you know, if you've had a hard day, it is kind of nice to have the... It's like, it's like watching a TV show at Training Wheels as if watching a tv show was hard before it feels no it, it feels absolutely <laughs> insane to me this is yeah. one of the dumbest this is like like we should i'm not ban proud of it close right. captioning from from televisions let's take it off <laughs> let's take it off we, who needs it shout out well, I, well i'll say i'll say deaf people for one yeah yeah oh well the deaf community is obviously i'm not speaking about the deaf community i'm speaking about <laughs> the tiktok community obviously i'm a friend to the deaf um i yeah I don't I, like. I do always wonder, like, if you're watching a foreign movie or something with subtitles. I feel like I, you are not like appreciating the subtleties of the performance. Definitely not. Like, I, I do worry I'm missing something. So it really surprises me that someone, someone who is able, able-bodied, native tongue, all this stuff, putting on fucking to understand like exactly what Ross and Rachel are saying to one another. That seems. I don't know. It makes me worry. But you're right. When I watch, when I watch, obviously my French, you know, art films, you know, and the, there's a lot of nudity, which is cool. There's smoking and stuff. <laughs> you but want me to? I am, <laughs> I am missing. I think some of the nuance of the performances because I'm having to read the drivel that they're saying to each other when really those films are about the beauty <laughs> and the cinematography and that you make a great point. Yeah. To me, it's kind of like when people play video games on uh, and with the cheat code on the entire time. It's like I, I only want to play if I can never are lose. There cheat codes? Are there cheat codes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like are you can do a little, exists? yeah, do a little keystroke, A, B, up, down, selects, and then you have a limited lives, or you have every crazy weapon. Or Jason, I really, I, I thank you for sharing this, but I really would like to know how you know this because <laughs> yeah, is that true? I have no idea. I can't, I can't substantiate these claims, and neither can Willie. <laughs> And I also don't know you to be a gamer, so I'm wondering what, what your source is. I here. pay attention to all forms of media, including gaming. And I, I have played video games in my life. I don't currently do it, but I'm, I'm familiar with the way the system works. And I know that even when I was like a little kid playing Nintendo games, they had cheat codes, you know, A, B, up, down, select, start. Yeah, sure. Or, no, of course, of course, of course. I mean, I... That shit. The only thing I follow in video games is when they make people care players on NBA. Yeah, Peter Griffin. Yeah. That, well, well, I was going to say the one thing I, I do know about happening in video games currently is you can play as Peter Griffin in Fortnite. See? <laughs> and that's not... That's unnatural. But you can play as Drewski on NBA 2K. He's my Peter Griffin. I've never totally figured out he just makes funny videos. That's Drewski's. Drewski's the only person that makes me laugh more than Jason. Drewski videos kill me, kill me. <laughs> I mean, stitches doubled over, and it's the dumbest shit. There's just so many classics, but also it's because it's some. Um, it's an Atlanta-based operation. Okay. So I think okay. maybe I do feel a kinship to him. I'm cooking. But we saw him at the GQ Man of the Year party, and I was like starstruck. I was like, I can't. I want. I couldn't say what's up to him. You can get. You can say. 
let's Lincoln build. Let's get you on the pod. I was so. I mean, I want him on the pod so bad. He probably couldn't. Chris was shook us. I was shook. I, he was the biggest celebrity there for he, me. He practically strong armed Jacob Elordi and Sydney Sweeney out of the way, and to make room for Drewski to enter his peripheral. But Drewski was kind of talking to our crew that we came with. You know, he's friendly with Lil Dicky, you know, and Benny Blanca or whatever. They all know each other. That's so who I had. That's who you guys came to the GQ Man of the Year party with. <laughs> He was chopping it up with Lil Dicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, 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 we okay, went. I just, I'm just. If you're wondering, it was a movie. <laughs> we were, we were in a sprinter with several, um, celebrities. Oh yeah, several Hulu level <laughs> creators. Yeah. Wow, dude. All right. So next time you're there, like, see what they think of like a, a sort of thirty minute dramedy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. about the life of, uh, of a mid-career magazine editor that's sort of semi-autobiographical not really but like not not you know and <laughs> it's like it's like mad men but like for now yeah that that's a great that's a great way of- <laughs> how how far are you along with the script this concept because i do think that i do think that media needs a little bump and mm-hmm. i think this could be good this is putting lipstick on a pig if you will <laughs> well yeah and, and yeah, everything everything that i've written uh that involves Willie on Hulu is is on Twitter for public consumption. You know, I don't want to hide the ball. Any execs who are out there. It's so cool that you've been so transparent about that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, especially after the strike, this is like powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think That's the exactly- the market is is yearning for kind of a newspaper procedural in 2023. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. you know, that kind of explosive. Oh yeah, ma- a newspaper newspaper magazine. Yeah, yeah, I see it more like the the Justin Timberlake movie where he works at GQ and has sex with Mila Kunis, you know, and it's like they go to Cafe Habana and stuff in New York. Gone are those days though. He's the in-demand hot art director, you know, is his vibe and he falls in love with his recruiter. I think you could take some cues cuz we could take you if you were Going to hot spots, I think it would really help. So you could hit Carbone and stuff like that, okay. and and like have an expense okay. account, which is obviously fictional, <laughs> and and that I think that right, would right. kind of endear the story to more. Viewers. Mila's not going to go to Red Hook. Se- a little sexier. Okay, I gotta talk. I gotta sit down and talk to you guys about what the hot spots in New York City are. I'll get a list, and we'll just we'll work them into the scripts. Maybe you guys could have a cameo. You know, we're in the markets for cameos right now. I would love to go to a restaurant that I've read about on Dumois with you on the show and kind of <laughs> you get spotted with podcasters out that's fun i was kind of thinking like i go in with my date to carbone or whatever and you guys are like fighting with the hostess showing them something on your phone <laughs> okay. get, that's, get, a, that's good too. wave right through yeah that, you know, okay, oh you go right through to your table and, yeah, and, yeah, I get, and i'm like no i, get no. Waved right through. I just, used to be verified on twitter but i don't want to pay for it so like <laughs> i have a screenshot <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, exactly. a- another thing that you tweeted, and speaking of the NYC as well as comedy, you were um, you were talking about the the SNL, um, the weekend update last week, where every year the uh, two hosts will read each other's jokes that they read wrote for each other, and they're often you know racially charged, and uh, it meant to be embarrassing for the person to read that joke. And and you said that it's interesting that SNL tells viewers that they're doing something intentionally outrageous and gives them permission to laugh at it. They seem to really enjoy it. Many shows used to operate with these assumptions built in. And uh, I guess I would just like to hear more about that because I I agree with you. But are you are you yearning for that time when we were able to just assume the obvious, or are are, are you upset that we? Are you upset that we now have to lay out the obvious 
to protect ourselves? What, what do you, I'd like to hear more. Um, <clears throat> I'm so glad you brought this one up. I, I, uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, it's kind of all in there. I, I, I think it's interesting that, that, that deal where Justin Chase swap jokes is like, but it was, that little, shit was funny. It was funny. That was funny. Which is rare. I mean, I really yeah, think that's because, that's because Bo and Yang's <laughs> the star now. So that's, that's why. Yeah. But, but luckily we still have weekend updates. But, but this, this recurring segment on weekend updates has been happening for a few years now. Yeah. And it's yeah. always a, a yeah, funny yeah. thing to look forward right. to it. It's always funny. It's always funny. And I think, I mean, it's just, it's designed in a really clever way to give the audience permission to laugh at something they wouldn't normally mm. laugh at, I think. And to, and to like, uh, I mean, it, it is specific, like there are often specific racial dynamics with the swap or like the joke that that, that Che puts in Joe's mouth, supposedly, about uh, drinking before watching his wife's <laughs> yeah. movies. So so like I like that you added supposedly. Well, we, I mean, we, we don't know how we don't know how they actually. I mean, I, I can't believe Jost is. I mean, the fact that Jost is married to, to her is still baffling, much less does he watch her movies drunk. That's I mean, Jost is I, I reviewed Jost's uh, memoir for Slate some years back. If you wanted the whole download on my my complex journey with Colin Jost. Um, <laughs> Are you guys friends now? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I didn't hear from him. I, I, I doubt he didn't get he didn't get back to you. Is it? He didn't get back so, to you. Um, okay, I'm well, I'm uh, I'm fi I'm 1700 deep on the ferry. I don't think I'm gonna get that back. <laughs> yeah, damn your, your, your <laughs> NFT membership to the ferry or whatever. That's not that is never happened. What is his What is his book called? Is it like a humorous memoir? Uh, yeah, it's called a very punchable face. Oh yes, I remember this. I remember this. But going back this. to the tweet, I mean, yeah, like they put up these. They they say you look, you can laugh at this because of these special circumstances, and people do laugh at it. But of course, watching a comedy show, a late night variety comedy show, was already sort of a special circumstance that had maybe a sort of uh, implied contract between audience and performer mm -hmm. that like they're just sort of recreating a mm -hmm. sort of like For sure. meta layer within the variety show to like allow this to to live again i just thought i don't know it's like it's a little naughty yes i don't think you wouldn't want to hear this kind of joking all the time obviously uh, well i mean like it's like eating foie gras every night at a yeah, certain you know, point it's too much but it's it's the but it's the if it's the only funny thing happening i do want to hear more of it you know what i mean sure sure <laughs> i know i know what you're saying i i agree with you but i'm, I'm saying if it's it's sandwiched between you know garbage then, then we might need more of it. I, I, I guess my th my thought on it is I, I like that we're able to have this level of you know ball busting you know comedy that's on the fringe and it's a little e any way that we're still able to do that and make fun of each other and laugh and love each other and it can be a little racial it can be insensitive to many other things but we're all friends and we're all joking and it's all good. If, if it means we have to have a, a little stamp beforehand saying like, hey, this is just a joke and this is what happened for that to happen, I think that's good. It's a bummer that it's not implied and that we do have to explain it, I guess, but it's, it's better than not being able to do it, I suppose. And I think, do you think as time continues to go on and we become more aware of hurting each other's feelings with offensive jokes? We're, it's going to get harder and harder to do this. Is this a segment that won't last, or do you think? What do you What do you think will happen in the future? I, I don't know. I mean, things feel feel pretty fragmented now. I mean, I feel like streaming is like if you just look at like the comedians Netflix is putting out. There's not like any hard and fast rule. I don't think that it's like. I, I don't think that it's like everything's trending like too woke or something. Like I, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that that's what's. Happening. I'll speak for yourself. I, <laughs> 
but I, I, but I mean, no, I think that, <laughs> like, like Netflix put out specials by like, for example, like Shane Gillis, the guy who was canceled from SNL, he was, who was booted, fired, I should say from SNL, um, mm-hmm. for comments on his podcast and Stavros Halkis, um, a guy from a podcast that's like pretty out there. And so they, I like that. Like, I like that you bunch- won't say the name of the podcast because it, it wouldn't be printed in the paper. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of it. I, I've, you know, I've just, you know, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm You've never heard of it. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of out of your zone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Oh, I, I, I agree. I think that, I think that honestly the protest would come from inside the house before it would come from anyone like at the network. Like I feel like other cast members would be like, that's actually offensive before, it would before it would be like an outside person potentially saying that, saying yeah that. but but i think i think it's for stand up it's a little different for some reason stand up shows still get to operate in their own little special world but do you think netflix would have like a tv show tv series or a film that that had that level of potentially offensive stuff i don't know no i think they definitely would i feel like tons of people like there was a moment when like all this stuff was being renegotiated and i think a lot of smart people have been thinking how to like, well, how do I accept this and move past it? You know, and how do I, how do I make art in this new context mm-hmm. and not be totally beholden to discourses I may want to question or whatever. I mean, I think like, like think about like the white Lotus season two or something, which like takes, takes in everything about sort of like social justice discourse and has a ton of fun with it and, and like makes fun of different characters, different ways and doesn't feel at all, at all beholden to these to these discourses mm-hmm. or whatever, and like isn't offensive, but certainly doesn't seem like afraid of causing offense. I don't think like that. That's sort of narrative that like we can't joke anymore is totally oversold. And I didn't mean for my tweet to like sound like I was saying that. I do think that like specifically with SNL, which seems like it has a hard time finding what like the mass audience thinks is funny. It's like well, the the like the naughty thing actually seems to play a little bit, and this is yeah. Um, and everyone understands what's going on there and they they trust you guys. And I just think that there's mm-hmm. it, it was like it's unusual to see something that you would normally think would be would be offensive taken out of that con. I, anyway, I, I made my point. But I th- I do think that like mm. um all of which is to say I think people are like comedy is always about navigating social mores and there's like sort of novel ones bubbling up and people it might take time to figure out how to navigate them, but everyone mm-hmm. people are and all this stuff feels, I feel like there's a lot of good stuff out there these days. So I'm not, anyway, I don't think that we're like trending in a direction where it's all Hannah Gadsby, okay. you know? Sure. Wow. One of the most <laughs> cursed of all time. Um, do you, I guess one last question. You are, you are a, a tried and true Twitter user. Are you, you know, in the last year now that Twitter has taken a shit and turned to X and, seems to be going down the drain more and more are you staying strong jason sound jason you you sound like the woke mob now but go ahead well i love twitter and i use it every day just like chris does um chris and i are both holding holding we're, we're gonna go down with the ship if it does go down mm-hmm. how have you thought about your relationship to this platform in the last year well i wrote it i wrote an article for the new york times magazine back in uh the winter spring you can check that out called what was twitter anyway uh, about okay. 8,000 8, words on this. and uh, um, 8,000? We don't got that kind of time. Can you summarize, please? It's, it's a little bit. I mean, but 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 a lot's happened. A lot's happened since then. I just wanted, wanted to plug your okay. your audience. Um, I will listen to that article. <laughs> it's, it's about an hour, I think. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's, I do think it's, I do think it's gotten worse in some ways. I mean, it continues to kind of empty out 
the ad situation is like kind of egregiously bad in a pretty obvious way. Mm -hmm. um, not only does that indicate problems going forward for like cash flow for for the X business, but also it just makes it kind of unpleasant when you see the same weird bra ad mm -hmm. like every three tweets mm -hmm. when something misfires. Um, and and so that's that's unfortunate. Um, I I definitely I think I tweet less than I was like I, in when I wrote the piece I kind of tracked my output to like make a certain point about how there's a very small tranche of users who really generate what seems like reality on the platform. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was really paying attention to I was tweeting per day. And it was, it's, I looked back at it recently, it's substantially higher than like what I'm, what I'm up to these days. Um, because there's just like you, there's just, it seems like there's less happening. Plus there's all the egregious kind of just like accounts, like fucked up videos. And they're like, want to see a guy get shot in the head when he tries to rob a <laughs> liquor store. And you're like, mm -hmm. I mean, not really, but you might end up watching it. Your for your for you page <laughs> is twisted. I tell, I, wow. No, that's everyone's. That's everyone's. That's everyone's. It's, I, it's, it's I don't all... see that. I've never, I've never seen a video like that. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, really? Never seen it. Interesting. Never seen. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I have a great experience every day. I hit the for you. I hit the following. It's all fun and games, and <laughs> everybody's just complaining about nothing. It's all good, except for the ad thing. That, I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> The lack of ad revenue is going to be a problem. That's the only thing I foresee really taking it down. Elon has a high high risk tolerance, so I mean it's it's very possible. Um, for work, I was actually reading the biography that came out, and there's this like anecdote about him playing poker with all these VC guys, and he like really didn't know how to play, and he just kept buying in again. He was just losing money, losing money, losing money. He kept buying in, kept buying in, kept buying in until he like kind of won it back. So he was more willing than anyone to just way money until it till it came back in some way and his career is kind of full of these long shot bets so i i don't I, i'm not not to say like trust the plan with elon because i i do think <laughs> x, x and what and what he's doing is is pretty far out of his sort of uh zone yeah yeah unfortunately his plan is not to make twitter dope and awesome and amazing it's to turn it into like uh, a payment system banking platform one yes. global world order thing right so i don't i don't want his plan to win yeah it's like what what um like act, what the two businesses merged and made paypal in the 90s and that's how he got rich yeah. that was called x.com whatever so he wants to like go back to this thing which is like social network payments mm -hmm. i mean if you trust elon and that with is you know your credit card and everything i'll give elon my credit card right now thanks for joining us willie uh it's been a pleasure <laughs> all right see you guys uh, Thank you. no no uh, no it was, it was good to see you um it was good to see you and um Thank you for doing this. This is a special, this feels like a special holiday episode, you know, for the heads. I, that, that means a lot to me. It's really great to be back on the pod. No, no, you know? look, you're, you're, you're a pro and um, you're, you're welcome anytime. All right. Hold me to that. <laughs>